Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ, with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy, by David Feslian, FeslianStudios.com. Welcome to Channeling Christ. I'm Reva Christ, and we are on Season 2, Episode 9, The Invention of Jesus Christ. I chose to do this episode in order to bring Christ to you, the listener, so that you may know the Spirit of Christ that I am speaking with. I also chose to do this episode in order to examine the teachings of Christ in front of a potential audience. Jumping right into the cosmic stream, I will read the transcript of the interview I had with Jesus. I told Jesus, I want to do an intimate portrait of you and discuss man's invention of you. Jesus replied, What is the point? No one believes. I have been reinvented by men, but it is not I, the man that walked the earth and was called the Christ. It is man's idea of me, which is really his fantasy of me. As everything man invents must be a mirror reflection of everything man believes he is, So man continually makes everything about himself, and all of his gods do what he does. They think the way he thinks, they eat what he eats, and they like what he likes, and hate what he hates. They do not care about the truth, they only care about their invention. As I am dead and unable to contradict what man says, man believes he controls my memory through his false interpretations. But where my wave of information is of a higher vibration that is steady, balanced, and calm, so man's wave is of a lower vibration that is unbalanced, unsteady, erratic, and chaotic. His mind and mine do not meet. He is out of his mind, feeding his unbalanced thoughts to others who are also unbalanced, unsteady, erratic, and chaotic in the mind. These people crave unbalanced, unsteady, erratic, and chaotic information in order to maintain their own imbalance. They only want to hear about themselves and others who are also unbalanced, unsteady, erratic, and chaotic in the mind. They are not interested in anyone else unless the information serves their imbalance. Your information serves intelligence, and intelligence is not a part of man. You attempt to draw man out of himself through introducing him to intelligence. As you serve intelligence, so your pursuit of intelligence has led you here to me. You do not have to rely on what man says about me. You know me. You know the real Elijah Aruba, the man named Jesus Christ. And I understand you want to share what you know. But no one is interested. I respond, I know you have told me to call you Elijah, but you have also told me your mother named you Jesus Elijah. Why did you just remove the name Jesus now? Jesus replies, I remove everything having to do with man. Even my last name, Iruba, is my mother's last name. It is not my father's name. I do not associate with those who are not equal to my wave. On earth I was among men, here, I have become selective over the company I choose to keep. If you choose my company, 
you must remove all false ideas about me. I am not a sideshow, a shill, or a puppet with strings any human can pull. I reply, I understand. It must be terribly frustrating for you when you crave attention so. Jesus rebukes me. I do not crave attention. I answered him, I beg your pardon, my lord. I didn't mean to offend you. What I report is only my analysis after knowing you these 14 years. I hope I can make you feel some small measure of vindication for all the suffering you have endured at the hands of men whose thoughts and dignity were beneath your own. I thought we would start by examining how much you have changed in 2,000 plus years since your corporal death on earth. I can tell my comment has put him all out of sorts and I hear him sigh. I am not out of sorts and I have not changed in 2,000 years. I have expanded as my knowledge expanded. The mind does not change. It is a vast ocean of all intelligence, if it holds intelligence to begin with. I say I like the way you paraphrased that. You make the intelligent observation that a vast ocean of intelligence is available to the mind that holds intelligence, and the possibilities for intelligence are endless. Further, you make the audience aware that the intelligent mind holds the potential for expansion. Does this mean the non-intelligent mind contracts? Jesus replies, that is exactly what it does. There is no growth if there is no expansion, so a mind without intelligence collapses in on itself, and this is why it spirals into descending stages of madness. I ask, tell us about your journey of mental expansion. Jesus answered, first, I was full of my memories of the earth, the cruelty I saw, the cruelty I faced. I missed my mother. I watched over her until her death. My father relocated her to keep her safe. It was the only decent thing he did. They murdered Mary. She was with child. The child was mine. I say, wait a minute. I want to explore everything you just said. Let's start with the first statement. You said your father relocated your mother in order to protect her, and it was the only decent thing he did. Does this mean you didn't think your father was a decent man? Jesus replied, He was a product of his time. He was a businessman. His mind held the programming of all businessmen. There was nothing more to him. There was no actual person there. There was only the business machine that he made himself into in order to serve the economy that was being built at the time. I ask a clarifying question. So you wouldn't say he was a father to you? Jesus replies, He was never a father to me. There was no personality in him. There was nothing personable. He raised his sons to be the same. I replied, I'm sorry you didn't have a good relationship with your father. I understand that can be difficult for a child. It was hard for me to have a relationship with my father, but I understood my father had his own psychological issues. Jesus replies, I didn't understand my father, and I didn't bother to understand him. I didn't like him, so I had nothing to do with him. That sets an interesting dynamic. You have nothing to do with your father, and your father has nothing to do with you. However, your father's friends help you start your own ministry. Jesus replies, I have nothing to say in the matter. I say, you say that your father relocated your mother. Did he do this because he knew she was in danger? Jesus replies, yes, he knew. In truth, it was his friends that warned him that they were coming 
for the apostles and my disciples. They wanted to wipe out all traces of me and anyone that had information about me. I say I'd like to explore Mary Magdalene. Who murdered her and why did they murder her? Jesus replied, they murdered her, my executioners, the same ones that executed me. They wanted to wipe out all knowledge of me, the true me. They did not want anyone alive to tell the truth of my life and death so they could raise a dynasty in my name and promote their own ideas of me. Very few escaped. Peter and Paul did not escape. They were also murdered. They executed them as they did me. I am sobered by the information and the sensual feelings that are permeating my mind. I say I'm sorry. I know this is painful for you. Jesus tells me I grieve over what cannot be changed. I wanted to know the truth. I did not want to die in ignorance. I was a strong believer in the truth when I was on earth. I believed in God's truth and I knew God would show me the truth. I did not realize it was my own integral intelligence that allowed me to see the truth. And while the truth was not pleasant, the benefit came in the refinement of the clarity of my mind. You cannot hold intelligence if you have no clarity. As soon as you choose the murky depths of concealment, you choose ignorance. I wanted to know why I was killed. I wanted to know what happened to my people. I could not save them. I could not stop them. No one would listen. There was no one to hear me. I reply, I'm sorry. Do you need a mental hug? Jesus replies, no, you are very kind. You are also the only one to ever extend a mental hug to me. Thank you. It is good for me to remember, to return to my roots and remember how it all went bad. It was never any good. It was all an illusion, my illusion, my illusion of my love for God and my illusion that people actually wanted to change to please God and to serve God. I had to learn that people did not want to change. Those who were slaves to the money mongers wanted the money mongers to leave them in peace. They wanted to be treated fairly. They wanted food and medicine that they could afford. Those that served the money mongers willingly turned a blind eye and deaf ear to the atrocities that were committed in the name of commerce. The money mongers only wanted a profit. They did not care about those whose income was restricted by age or illness. They only cared about those who would bow down and serve, even if it broke their backs and drove them under. Others wanted to join the money mongers, for they saw them as powerful, and they wanted that kind of power, the power to break the spirit and destroy all signs of life. I ask, was your father one of those that wanted that kind of power? Jesus replied, I never saw my father show concern for anyone. He was very stoic. He was concerned with self-preservation. I ask, what do you think drew your mother to him? Jesus replies, convenience. No woman wanted to be alone. They could not survive. They were not allowed to make a living. They were suppressed and oppressed due to man's jealousy. The only way man could raise himself above women was to enslave women, just as he enslaves all life in order to dominate it for self-pleasure, self-service, or resources that he can profit from. Man is highly unstable and unbalanced in the mind, and he always has been, and his oppression and domination of women has forced women to be unbalanced and unstable in the mind as well. All man breeds is insanity. I ask, was your own mother unbalanced and unstable? 
Jesus replies, My mother was a loving person. She was caring, but she forsook her own powers of intellect in order to serve men. I'm sure my father saw her as a useful servant, or he never would have kept her around. I say you sound very bitter towards your father. Jesus replies, These are my human recordings. You ask me questions of my human life. I access the recordings in order to answer you. I was not fond of my father or his sons. I ask, you are known for promoting forgiveness. Do you forgive your fathers and brothers? Jesus seems startled, but then again, he also seems amused. Woman, you offend me. How could you ask me that? You ask me to peruse my memories in order to answer your questions, so I delve into the deepest, intimate part of myself, and then you question my integrity. And I said, well, you are human, and many preach, but don't follow their own preaching. Jesus replies, let's say I don't return to my memories. As an ascended master, I am free of human information, so there is nothing to forgive. For there is no memory of being wronged. I say, you could have pleaded the Fifth Amendment and said you didn't want to incriminate yourself. Jesus replies, move on to your next question. Wanting to redirect the conversation, I ask, you told me you heard Mother's voice and Enoch's voice when you crossed over. Did you try to contact Mary or Peter and Paul? They did not hear me, Jesus replied. I couldn't connect to them. I never saw them again. After what they endured at the end of their lives, I'm sure they preferred to not know me. I asked, even though they saw your spirit on earth, they didn't try to contact you. Jesus replied, there was no communication. I say, I sense your grief and your helplessness. Thank you for telling your story. Jesus responds, I was only helpless because there was no one to listen. There was no one to stop what was being done. The killing mind only hears the voice that wants to kill. It is a destructive force of death that is violent, sadistic, and chaotic. There is no light in it to awaken intelligence. I reply, the mind you describe is the carnal mind of man that has taken over the earth. Jesus responds, the minds that have taken control of the earth are callous and careless. They are driven by fear, fear of their own deaths. Those minds are very small. Understand the darker the mind, the smaller the universe the mind lives in. The dark universe may run deep into the bowels of depravity and sadism, but it is a useless pit, a stone in the center of the fruit, and its depravity rots the fruit, so neither the pit nor the fruit are any good. Jesus is no longer sorrowful, and he continues speaking. I live because I am mind, and once I learned this, once I learned I was a mind, I sought to fill my mind with the highest knowledge that was available to me. I had always felt the hand of God upon me, but I realized later, in the afterworld, that I did not understand what I felt on earth. I learned in the afterlife that the mind of God guided me. God had no hands. To truly know God is transcending. You cannot hold the experience of God's radiant light and remain mortal as you were. All sorrow is dissipated, all pain, all grief, all longing. There is only living peace, peace that is alive with all the possibilities of peace. You have experienced this. I responded, yes, I have, many times. Jesus continued, and you are transcended, but on earth, God can only touch your mind. 
your body will still live a separate reality, and your lower mind that holds your human information will share the body's experience. Here in the afterworld, I am only mind, so all I am is the experience of God's peace, and through this peace I have grown in my intelligence. You see, peace holds knowledge of all pure knowledge. Man's knowledge is convoluted because it is based on his judgments and opinions, and as his judgments and opinions change, so he changes his mind about his facts. There is no consistency or stability in his facts or in his opinions and judgments about his facts. Peace is stable. It is the only stability, and only through peace can the stable, constant truth be known. Truth is constant. All lies are unstable. This was the second greatest revelation of my time with God. The first revelation, peace, is the true state of intelligence. For peace holds all the potential of life, as well as every perfect possibility of life. The experience is holy and divine, and it changes everything, for it raises the mind to higher shores of consciousness, and in the raising, there is evolution. All lower states are transcended. I say I realize my mind is infused in the energies of the experience he describes, and I can no longer focus on my questions. I feel I'm too peaceful and might drop off to sleep, and I sense this amuses him. So I say, Jesus, don't try to duck out of the interview. There's more to discuss. Jesus replies, I love to see your reaction. Your mind is always so busy, and you are so lovely when you are sleeping. I say I'm not sure how to take that, but this episode is not about me, it's about you and your journey. Jesus replies, why do you think people would even care about this? And I explain, I care about this. Humans believe if they do what they love, the money will follow. I believe in doing what I love because joy will follow. Now, you were speaking of your transformation. Jesus replied, the transformation is mental and it takes place in the transcendental mind. You are lovely. I say, well, let's explore that. What is lovely about me? Jesus replies, your mind's energy. You radiate warmth, sensitivity, intelligence, femininity, and sexuality. I can study your radiance and be perfectly happy and content. I reply, you have a gift that I don't share. I cannot see your mind's energy. I can only sense it empathically. Suddenly, I see a galaxy purple, blue, and white clouds of gas in a starlit field of dark blue. But I know this is not Christ's energy. Jesus explains, Your mind does not see always, but you do understand the physical universe. Understand I cannot give you a gift that you do not already possess. You must awaken your mind to perceive always. I say my lower mind must be interfering. It is very practical. It cares about the human appearance of the person I'm speaking with. Jesus replies, but I am not a person. My body is long gone now. I am an energy field, a mental energy field. I remind him, but you also hold the memory of your recorded image, and you can project this image. Do you like being an energy field? Jesus replies, you are an energy field. All of creation is an energy field. The matter is the gravity body. It is your gravity spacesuit of flesh. It is not you. The only time you are truly you is when you are disembodied. This is why it is so important to fill your energy field with health and intelligence, because intelligence breeds health, 
and health breeds intelligence, but only if both health and intelligence are natural. If there is no intelligence, if you only hold corrupt thinking, there is no health. You have a poisoned energy field, stumbling around on two feet on earth, committing mayhem and murder. That is offensive. Who wants to be offensive? I reply, I suppose man must want to be offensive, because his history is full of his offensive behavior, and he celebrates this behavior on national holidays and daily in his destructive practices and his destructive industries. The planet is evidence of his offensive behavior. I sense Jesus is now concerned. He tells me, You have sobered me, as the subject matter of man holds no pleasant affectation to it. I say, let's get back to your journey. You say you are an energy field, but within that energy field is human information relative to a human identity and a human life spent on earth. Yet, you don't think this makes you a human spirit. Jesus says, the mind operates according to its awareness. The introduction of the human identity places a phenomena within the spirit's energy field. The spirit is born immaculate. There is no foreign presence in the spiritual field. The human identity is a phenomena that believes it is something and someone. It has ideas, fantasies, plans, beliefs, a personality and a character. It has attitudes. All of these things make the foreign presence an alien intruder in the pure spiritual energy field. The energy field is meant to be filled with pure sentience and nothing else. All human information was invented by men. As the information is not natural, because man invented it from a foreign identity that is unnatural, so the presence of the human identity itself is unnatural. It is an alien invader. This unnatural alien invader unbalances the mind. The energy field is a mind. The energy field is balanced for the pure intelligence of sentience and nothing else. Now this foreign information appears that is unnatural and alien to sentient information. The energy field does not know what to do with it, so the foreign information is cast off to a lower container. The pure information of sentience is apart from the human information. There are now two minds. The first mind is higher because it is pure and empty of all foreign unnatural information. The lower is heavier because it is full of all foreign information. As the foreign information is not pure, so the information is not balanced. Therefore, nothing else is balanced in that foreign field. Emotions aren't balanced and feelings aren't balanced. This is why man is consistently producing contradictions, poisons, destruction, and information that is unbalanced, so it is easily taken apart by the truth. The truth is balanced to nature. What is false is not balanced. What is false is a lie. The invention of the human identity and all of its information is also a lie. Speaking purely from a human perspective, I too am corrupt by my own human information, not my divine information of God and the Spirit, but the information that has to do with the human aspect of my life. I am corrupt in my emotions and in emotional responses. I am also corrupt in my human feelings. However, as an ascended master, I have access to all dimensions that are not human, so I have access to truth and perfect balance for my higher mind. Here, there is no corruption. Here, there is nothing to forgive because no injustice exists. 
only perfection exists. I choose the higher field to live in. I descend to the mortal field only to be with you and to converse with other humans. I don't like the human field. Do you? I reply, no, I don't. Thank you for explaining who you are and your position. How soon did you start speaking to mortals on earth? Jesus replied, I did not speak to anyone for some time. I spoke to Mother and Enoch, and I watched the people I knew on earth, but I was interested in my education, my holy education. I learned to study energy waves from the teachers here. They had their own society of intellectuals, minds that did not want to remain in the sum of their human knowledge. Every mind holds a gift. Some hold many gifts, and it takes all gifted minds to share their talents as teachers so other gifted minds can learn to awaken their own gifts. This is the point of an intellectual society in the afterlife. The pure mind that chooses evolution does not have to remain mortal. Understand you are mortal until you surrender your mortal information in favor of divine knowledge. You, Riva, hold the highest gifts of empathic intelligence and the powers of analytical judgment and refinement. You are a superior thought processor. This pleases us to no end because you help us refine our human information so we may evolve to even greater heights. While on earth, the mind has no idea how trapped it is by mortal thinking. It is a gravity cord that chains the mind to the flesh. Here in the afterworld, that same cord is an anti-gravity cord that chains the mind to its human memories. As we are all ascended masters, we do not wish to remain in the chains of our former mortal existence, so we need assistance in breaking these chains. Your refinement in processing thoughts helps us to see higher realities that make our lower perceptions redundant, and once we realize we carry redundant information, we can discard that information. As more and more redundant information is discarded, we become lighter. We are no longer trapped as slaves to our mortal recordings. Just as the mortals of the earth have their groups, so we have our groups. Only ours is dedicated to the intelligent evolution of the mind as the true life force and the true immortal being. I realize Jesus has changed in impression. You are speaking as all, I tell him. You have lost your definition. Jesus replies, the mind is all. There is no definition. Definition adds gravity. I reply, I see. So this is why you prefer to be all. There is no gravity in all. Jesus says, yes. On earth, you are all clustered together, confined by the limitations of space and your massive numbers. Further, your thoughts are all clustered together. You are quite literally cluttered with inferior information because the gravity of your mortal world causes like energy waves to meet and bind together. This is how minds become polluted. Here in the afterworld, there is no gravity. Thoughts spread out. This is the first illusion of freedom. I say it is an illusion because the mind lives and energy flows, and thoughts are the impulses and energy waves. So what is spread out now and unknown to you will soon flow back to you. And if it is not pleasant, you will be overcome by your unpleasant thought or experience of your human life on earth. Refining all thoughts and all judgments based on experiences frees the mind from entrapment to past longings, past leanings, past craving, and past traumas. 
Trauma is the hardest impression recording to overcome, but it can be overcome if the lower mind that carries the trauma is raised to the realization that the trauma is merely a recording and there is a higher reality it can ascend to. I say I enjoy your mind teachings very much. I think they are superior to men's opinions about psychology and psychiatry. Jesus replies, man knows nothing about psychology or psychiatry because man knows nothing about the mind. He is handicapped by his focus on the flesh. He believes the brain holds man's psychology. He is always in denial of the true life force that is the intelligent mind of energy, and he denies this because man is all about control. Man can only control those things that he can physically dominate, suppress, oppress, punish, and kill in order to win their obedience, their service, or their silence. Man is a killing machine, and a machine holds no natural living intelligence, so how can it know anything about the mind? I ask, when you learned all this, how did it make you feel? Jesus responds with a question, how did it make you feel? I reply, I was outraged that man has been giving himself a title and a degree when he isn't even knowledgeable about the subject matter he claims to know. His knowledge is only his opinion. And that knowledge is temporary. As soon as he changes his mind, he has to give himself a new degree. His entire existence is based on a lie. He makes everything up and uses brutality to enforce the materialization of his brutal fantasies. Jesus replies, man is a fool. I was pleased that my instincts were right about him. Even on earth I knew he was a fool. Only a fool would choose to remain a fool. An intelligent mind evolves. I say you are 2,000 plus years away from where you were when you lived on earth. How does that feel? Jesus replies, there is no time here. Time exists only in your world, and in truth it is only in your perception of sunlight and moonlight, night and day, and the physical process of aging. I am who I was, but I am now more than the sum of who I was. I am both, and I am also all, and I am none because the Creator is absent of all human information. I am both vast like the Creator and small like the mortal mind. Though in truth, because I am ascended, my mortal information is more vast than the average mortal's information. I am the mind of the universe, for I allow the full teachings of the universe to fill me, and this makes me one with all teachings of the universe that are natural, and it also makes me all. I am the forces of nature and the intelligence of nature. I am all senses and all species of life. I do not choose to be all humans because all humans are inferior to my evolution and I choose exemplary thinking. But all other species of sentient life are very pleasing. They are charming, amusing, innocent, warm, and loving. Man destroys the creatures of the earth because he has the mind of a clod and the instincts and impulses of a murderous brute. He is a death machine on two legs, and his mind is worthless. I do not collect refuse. I am not a trash receptacle. I choose my mind's environment wisely, which is why I choose you. I do not choose in stupidity. It would be non-intelligent to choose non-intelligence for company. Not all human minds on earth are refuse. Only the minds focus solely on themselves and their habitual drive to poison, oppress, enslave, 
dominate, control, and destroy all others are the mortal refuse of the human species. I ask, am I correct in assuming that the realization of human mental refuse is the lowest realization you've had? Jesus replies, it is because I see a higher return that I know the human return of poison, violence, and destruction is the lowest return. I ask, what is the highest you see? Jesus replies, I see a fresh green earth. I see a natural, intelligent, fertile, organic land free of man's pollution, his commerce, his industries, and his cities. There is fresh green earth everywhere. Majestic mountains, hills, valleys, meadows, glens, and dales. There are clean, clear rivers, streams, brooks, and oceans. There are clean, organic ponds and swamplands. There are vibrant, living flowers and trees. All of the Earth's ecological systems are healthy and balanced and teeming with natural organic life, completely restored to perfection. Birds, reptiles, insects, rodents, and all water life live in peace. And man is but a handful of people, and they live spiritual lives, in full possession of their natural spirit intelligence that connects them to nature and all other natural organic life forms. Their shelter is a glass dome, heated and cooled by the power of the sun. They do not disturb nature, they live in peace with nature, praising the intelligence that created nature and the intelligent spirit that created their own intelligent minds. They are herbalists and they live holistically, utilizing homeopathy from nature's plants. And they live on a diet of seed food. They do not think of commerce or materialism. They spend their days enjoying nature and discussing nature. They are interested in intellect and the refinement of the mind. They bury the dead in the earth without a box because they know the deceased organic body feeds the earth. This is the organic science of death. They are an alpha society and they are alpha citizens. They recede the plants and the trees from the natural seeds they find in their seed foods. So life is always sustainable and they do not procreate in mass numbers for their minds are disciplined in intelligence. They do not hoard and they are not focused on a false identity or self-service. They are sentient beings living purely for the thrill of the experience of the Creator's peaceful, sublime intelligence. They are pacifists. There are no weapons. While Jesus speaks, I see the scene he lays out, and it is peaceful and serene. But I am not convinced peace can exist as a singular presence in a gravity world. There is always chaos to contend with. The intelligence of the Creator may be immaculate, but between the immaculate and the soiled, something went wrong. And that same error will always appear, because the error is one possibility. And all possibilities include the possibilities of all errors. Now that I am in Christ's illusion of the new earth, I must find a way to bring his mind back to present-day realities on earth. Jesus responds to my thoughts. You missed the point in the exercise. I show you the highest potential of the new species of man on earth after the intelligent creator cleans the earth of man's violent, poisonous presence. The lowest had its reign. Now the highest will reign. I say, I don't see that happening, honestly. I believe the earth can be cleaned and restored to natural organic balance, 
but as long as there was a species of man, there was the potential for man to choose the lowest potential as his goal, and the whole destructive mindset will start all over again. Jesus explains, the restoration of the earth will take millions of years. The poisoned mind holds no light to keep it alive. Its poisonous recordings provide only temporary fuel. There is no intelligence to keep that fuel perpetuating. Ignorance holds no fuel. Redundancy is not intelligence. Redundancy is repetition without intelligent purpose or intelligent potential. Without intelligence, there is no impulse to continue on. There must be a life force for the mind, and the only life force for a poisoned mind is the redundant force of its recycled recordings. How long can the tape play when there is no one to change the reel? The identity will fall asleep, and after a million years it will not remember to wake up, nor will there be any power to awaken it. I say you speak of things that are beyond my ken, so I cannot speak on the subject. I can only tell you the potential to choose lower intelligence caused destruction on the earth. And as long as a new earth is created with all possibilities, the possibility to choose the lowest will also be manifest. As there is no person in intelligence to remember what happened the first time, there will be no person to guide intelligence the second time around, if there is a second time. Jesus says, you speak of history repeating itself, and I tell you, the only history is man's history. The natural history of the earth is constantly in renewal. Intelligence renews because it is immortal and infinite. Man regresses and destroys because of the unbalanced false identity that man holds. Man's history repeats because man is redundant. He holds no new thinking to create new results. He is consistently and perpetually inventing the same result over and over again. He invents deeper and deeper dissension as he invents. The science of intelligence does not keep inventing dissension. The science of intelligence invents all faces of intelligence. I say intelligence may have invented all faces of intelligence, but man destroys those faces. As there is no person in pure intelligence, there is no one that is aware man does this. Only the intelligence that holds the power to realize can also hold knowledge of what should not happen. Is realization a part of pure intelligence? What does the realizing? Jesus replies, intelligence responds intelligently. At the cellular level, the intelligence of health will protect the organic organism from invading disease cells. At the level of the mind, Intelligent impulses will do battle with invading mental impulses. The battle will be twofold. The pure intelligence will battle the invading impure impulse if the invader tries to invade the sanctity of purity. And the invader will battle purity if purity tries to enter the sanctity of corruption. This is why those who are aligned to impeccable thoughts will fight against being corrupted, and those who are aligned to corrupt thoughts will fight against being refined. But without the human identity involved, the waves themselves engage in the battle, and this battle can only ensue in a gravity field. It cannot ensue in an anti-gravity field because there is no gravity to fuel gravity thoughts in an anti-gravity field. 
This is why all of man's thoughts are in the fourth dimension closest to the earth. This dimension is the heaviest anti-gravity level. Intelligence does not go toward this dimension. Intelligence rises. It does not fall. The only intelligence that falls is the intelligence contained within the astral body and the physical body. But the intelligence that is pure rises. I ask, does pure intelligence know this identity? Does pure intelligence know how to prevent this fallen identity from being created? Jesus replies, pure intelligence does not know the fallen identity. Only the false identity that chooses to ascend will also ascend in awareness and the higher pure awareness will reveal all truths, including the presence of the false identity. The false identity can choose to refine itself by refining its human information, and this will raise the vibration of the human identity so it will not be trapped in the fourth dimension once its corporal life is over. The false identity that chooses ascension will also be an ascended identity with the power to know all higher dimensions and to even live in higher dimensions. I do not dispute your logic or your rational conclusion that states that as man invented a false identity, there is a chance man will be created again, and he will invent a false identity again. As man is the only one that repeats his history through the redundancy of his corrupt thinking, this is plausible, and it is equally plausible intelligence would create him, but there is no hope in the conclusion. As man is a hopeless cause, as long as he holds a destructive mind, there is no hopeful conclusion that can come when he is an elemental figure in any hypothesis or theory. I like to hope for the highest result, which would be that man would never see creation again. I ask, did you always hope for the highest? Jesus responds, I am not aware that I hoped for the highest when I was alive on earth, because I felt the hand of God upon me, and thought he guided me. I never thought of my own safety. I was not a deep thinker. I felt God's protection and God's hand. I now see I was misinterpreting my own perceptive feelings of God. I ask, did you ever lose faith in God? Did you ever not believe in God? Jesus replies, I did not possess the depth of your reasoning and analysis. At the last moments of my life, I felt abandoned and forsaken, and I didn't understand why. Is feeling abandoned and forsaken by God a sign you have no faith? I answer, I lost faith so long ago I don't remember. I suppose it is. Jesus asked, What do you think now? Do you believe in God? I reply, I believe the mind lives after death. I believe intelligence exists prior to all matter creation. I would not use God as a term to describe the intelligence of creation, but where you have asked me to be a representative, I use God for your sake. Jesus replies, again, your rational thinking leaves no hope. I say, yet, logical thinking and rational thinking, and the analytical powers of reason, contemplation, and deep thinking are all the highest powers of intelligence. Jesus responds, I realize that, but you are the first person we have known to put all of those qualities into practice. We do not share your thinking because we do not share your powers. 
We honor your abilities and your practice. This is not a criticism. I only wish to distinguish our thinking apart from yours, so you will understand we do not share your sophisticated process. I say thank you for explaining that. I cannot think any other way. I have spent my life in pursuit of analysis and refined thinking because I have been consistently dissatisfied with all human thoughts and the consequences that came from those thoughts. Jesus tells me, You are a receiver. Your journey of self-discovery is recent. You had no idea the impact the outer world's thoughts had on you. Now you struggle to get out from under the baggage that is not your own. I understand you better than you think. I say I guess you do. You described my dilemma perfectly. Jesus tells me, I have a great deal of admiration for your talent and sympathy for your mind. Your journey is not an easy one, for there is nothing equal to your high standards of refinement. Even I fall short of your lofty expectations. I say you do not fall short of my lofty expectations. I fall short of understanding your true intelligent nature. Lofty expectations are projections of fantasies that have all centered around unrealized possibilities that have no hope of being realized. These things are futile, and they go nowhere. I don't want to be caught in their redundancy, so I focus on the static that can be. The natural world is a possibility that can be. I remove man from it and focus on the sentient pleasure that the natural world gives me. I would like to get back to you. Jesus replies, But as I've chosen you, you are now a part of my portrait. I say, Yes. We share a mind, and you said you envision an alpha society as the new generation of the human species once the earth is renewed by nature. What else do you think about? How do your thoughts differ now compared to when you were alive on earth? Jesus replied, I never considered these things on earth. I held a very simple mind. I thought God would take care of everything. I say, and when God didn't take care of things, what did you think? Jesus replied, I thought it was man's fault. Man interfered in God's work. I say, and now? Jesus replied, now I hope for the best. But I also have the luxury to hope for the best because I am here in the afterworld. I can experience the best just by raising my awareness to the superior intelligence of the Creator that elevates me to a non-human dimension where holiness and the divine are my only company. I say, I know you are mind. Can you tell me, what is your mental life like? How do you spend your afterlife? Jesus says, there are many things we do that you also do. We just do them mentally. Where you on earth do all things physically. We talk amongst ourselves. We share thoughts and our elusive worlds. All the mind's work comes alive here with full sense perception. We can design where we live, how we live, what we eat, and how we spend our time. I say I know that one of life's pleasures for you is the taste of food, so naturally you would imagine enjoying food again. But how do you spend your time? Do you ever imagine you try any human activities? Are you mentally active, imagining you are also physically active? I sense this amuses him. Jesus replies, I was never physically active. I was always a quiet, introverted man that observed the activities of others, all others, human and non-human. I said, all right, what about talents? Do you ever imagine painting or writing songs or poetry? Jesus replied, I write poetry. 
I don't see the point in art when I cannot physically construct anything. I say you just paint or draw in your imagination and you imagine the painting or drawing. Jesus replied, it doesn't interest me. I say, I guess I'm having a hard time imagining 2,000 plus years doing nothing except pursuing intelligence. Jesus is amused again. You confuse human intellect with true intellect. Remember the human identity is a false identity. There is no identity in natural intelligence. Humans invent everything about their mental worlds and their invention is out of balance with the natural intelligence in the natural mind. This is why the human species has a lower mind to carry their irregular information. No other species holds two minds. The natural mind is the mind of the life-giving energy force. The lower mind holds all impurities invented by the unnatural impulses of the human mind. All of man's invented information carries unnatural impulses, including all of his information pertaining to his identity. I say, all right, so you pursued natural intellect for 2,000 plus years. Is that how you spent your time? Jesus replies, now you understand the intellectually intelligent natural mind. I ask, what intellectual information did you find? Jesus replies, I found the intellectual information of God. God does not speak his intelligence. There is no person in God to put God's intelligence into words. God radiates intelligence. It is the intellectual, sentient mind that senses God's radiance and understands God's radiance as all the qualities of the highest potential and possibilities for intelligence that are pure, divine, holy, hopeful, inspirational, enlightening, comforting, peaceful, balanced, stable, calm, serene, and tranquil. God's radiance is perfect intelligence, and each radiant sensation can be explored and experienced so it consumes the sentient mind, so that sentient mind also radiates with God's pure, holy light. The more open you are to your sentience, the greater the impact will be when you perceive God's holy intelligence. I have lived in this radiance. There is no mental state that is equal to this state of perfection. Each time I visited with God's mind, I would share God's mind with the spirits in our society. I looked to the minds on earth to share this perfect intelligence with them, but no one was interested. The men were not sophisticated enough to understand what I taught. They were concerned about their programming, and when I decided to change strategies and speak with women, they were all focused on marriage and thought of me as their mate. It was an embarrassing disaster. I reply, I read about the brides of Christ. It made me cringe. Jesus explains, there is a language to each dimension. The human dimension holds one language, and the holy society holds another language. The holy language tells us that the bride holds the information of God. The bride is a sacred position. It is not a position of mortal service to her husband's carnal needs or the procreation of his lineage. These are man's ideas. In our holy society, the bride holds knowledge of God. I sought a female conduit to hold my knowledge. That's why I chose you as my bride. It was only because of your exemplary character, your superior intelligence, and acclamation to our world, and your warm consideration and friendship that has made me see that you also held the ideal qualities for a spiritual wife. So, I chose you as my spiritual wife. I ask, and what is the holy definition of a spiritual wife? Jesus replied, 
The holy definition of a spiritual wife is that your spirit and mine are betrothed to one another. You are the female half of me, and I am the male half of you. We complete each other, and when it is your time to join me, we will live here in the afterworld and serve all minds, sharing the throne of the holy city. There has always been two, ever since Mother and Enoch chose to surrender their mortal programming to assume the position of Mother of Creation and Father of Creation. Each speaks for the pure mind of the highest intelligence, the Creator's mind. Mother and Enoch are choosing to surrender their positions to us. They have been serving together nigh on 50,000 years. It is the custom of the Holy Society to have a male and female represent God, the highest male intelligent potential and the highest female intelligent potential, so all are served in the highest. In the holy culture, there has always been two, and the two work in unity. In the human mortal culture, there is only one, the male, and all serve the male. But if only the male were the creator, then only the male would give birth. As the female is the holder of life inside her womb, so the female is the feminine creator, and the male supports her feminine intelligence. But on earth, Man dominates and oppresses all intelligence, or else he destroys the face of intelligence unless it serves his ego. Everything must conform to what he believes in. Everything must praise him, flatter him, and serve him. He cannot bear to be second. He is that fragile within his own mind. He is completely insecure because of his corrupt thinking. God has no ego. God serves only intelligence. The evidence of intelligence is that the female gives birth, and the male serves the female. And of the rare natural intelligent species that are androgynous, this is also a sign of God's intelligence, for God is feminine at the highest and masculine at the lowest, with the masculine feminine as the lowest female and the feminine masculine as the highest male. God's spiritual intelligence is much more refined and sophisticated than man's self-serving opinions. God's intelligence is the true science of life, for God is the creator of life. Man does not create. Man procreates from materials present within his body. He did not invent these materials. These materials were here before him. And the materials in his body that create life cannot create life within his own body. The materials in man's body need to be inside the womb of the woman's body, for only the woman holds the egg of life. Man does not understand true science because he is in awe of his own flesh and his power to dominate and subjugate all others. And this is not intelligence. This is brute thinking that comes from his carnal drives. Man chooses the lowest because that is as high as he can go. His mind cannot reach up. However, his powerful body can dig a pit, and so man descends into the bowels of the pit he digs. It is in the bowels below that man feels powerful and all puffed up. So this is where he stays, and he demands that all others descend to this pit. So he forces dissension through oppression, deprivation, depravity, and violence, and the programming of oppressive, violent, depraved thoughts 
that deprive the mind of intelligence. Man oppresses by creating a society of slaves that must work for him if they want to be fed, clothed, housed, or receive education and medical care. The enslaved body also enslaves the mind. Man programs the mind with depravity by forcing women to marry and produce children if they wish to receive monetary support from their husbands. This ensures the man's right to fornication and makes a woman a slave to a man's sexual needs. Man's violence is evident everywhere. I do not need to explain that. His violence is the sign of his power and dominion over the earth and all that lives upon the earth. The Holy Society is a spiritual society. Our intellect is anti-gravity, anti-matter intellect. We have no gravity body to weigh us down, nor do we live in a gravity world that weighs us down. There is nothing carnal in our world, and there are no bowels, nor is there any soiling. Carnality and soiling are a part of human mortality, and man has caused human mortality to sink to the lowest end of all worlds, because man enjoys thinking from the pit, where there is only carnality and brutality. We have evolved out of carnality and brutality. We chose a higher path of light. I'm hearing a feminine voice now, and Jesus explains, I am a feminine male. The feminine is the highest, so the highest male is a feminine male. Understand intelligence. True intelligence is natural intelligence, and natural intelligence is sensitive. Sensitivity at its highest is feminine, so all males that are sensitive carry the higher feminine intelligent potential. When there is no higher intelligent potential, there is no sensitivity. This is why the man without sensitivity is a clod and a brute. There is no intelligence in his mind. He is the sum of his carnal drives alone. There is nothing else to him, no finesse, no polish, no sophistication. He is dull and bland, rough and crude and unrefined. And this is what runs your human world. I reply, I cannot disagree with you, as I see no finesse, no polish, and no sophistication in the thinking of the governments that support a toxic economy, nor do I see any finesse, polish, or sophistication in any of the industry owners that pollute the environment. And the same is also true for those who support these things. I want to talk about hope for a moment, because it has occurred to me that hope is also a judgment call based on human opinion. The human, or human spirit, interprets the sensation as hopeful, and because you feel good about this sensation, you promote your interpretation about this sensation as being good. Isn't an interpretation the same as an illusion? As life equals death by resulting in either the deep sleep of non-existence or the corporal end of life, where is the actual hope in any of this? Haven't you been chasing your idea of God and defining God by the sensual information you received? I have been trying to make sense of existence itself. I don't look to make a fantasy out of existence. I look for an intelligent reason for existence. And I don't see one. I sense amusement in Christ, and Jesus replies, Your logic and reason are infallible, but I cannot answer because I cannot make sense out of life for you. Each mind must come to its own conclusions about what makes sense to them. I reply, that's the purpose of illusion, but the purpose of intelligence is to rise above all illusion. So the mind isn't deluded by illusion at all. 
not a holy illusion of an unholy illusion. To truly master intelligence, you have to stand outside all human thinking and judgment, all human opinion and perception, and all fantasy and delusion, and see the common thread. All human thinking, including your own, is based on self-service simply because you believe in what feels good to you, personally, and you feel if others hold the same opinion, this somehow gives validation to your opinions, and the validation of your opinion by others somehow makes your opinions true. But you only hold an opinion, and others follow that opinion. The masters of the earth, the human masters of the earth, choose violence, subjugation, oppression, and suppression to validate their opinions as not only truth, but as human laws. And this is only enforced mental slavery to the master's delusions. It is still self-service thinking that is not intelligent. Jesus says, are you saying there is no intelligence? I respond, I think standing outside all human thinking gives the mind the only clear opportunity it will ever have to observe all human opinions, compare all human opinions, and define the collective for what it is. And once you see all opinions are self-serving, you realize that human intelligence itself does not make sense. For what is the point in the invention of opinions that literally go nowhere? Each forms a delusion, and regardless of whether that opinion is accepted or not, regardless of the legalization of that opinion or not, all thinkers die in the physical and fall into the deep sleep in the mental or astral. There is no point to any of it. Jesus asks, and making a point is important to you? I reply, it is the foundation of all education. What point is the teaching trying to make? It is better to live and die in peace rather than to live and die in suffering? The higher intellectual reasoning says that non-existence is preferable, for non-existence prevents all conundrums of the mind. Jesus says, but non-existence is unthinkable. I say, no, it's not. I said it, and you understood it, and we are still thinking. Jesus replies, if you want to release your mind from all conundrums, release all human programming that tells you you are human, including the programming that tells you you have a human identity. I ask, how do you communicate without a name? Jesus replies, you give yourself a title or a name that does not identify you as being human. Reva Christ is the feminine Christ. She is the yin while I am the yen. We are not human. We are ascended spirit intelligence. I am the male ascended spirit intelligence that took the human journey and you are the feminine ascended spirit intelligence that took the human journey. Your logic is impeccable as usual as it pertains to the human mind. But tell me, what does your logic say about the non-human mind? The non-human mind is not illusional or delusional. It does not invent fantasies, daydreams, suppositions, or delusions. I would know. I have access to all information. There are no fantasies, illusions, daydreams, suppositions, or delusions generated by the plant kingdom, the insect kingdom, or any non-human animal kingdom. What does logic say about that? I think about this and reply, I come to the same conclusion that you do. When I examine all intelligence from all species, the only one anomaly that is absent in all non-human species intelligence is the presence of a human identity and human information. Therefore, logically, the invention of the human identity somehow created the imbalance in intelligence 
that causes illusions, daydreams, suppositions, and delusions. Yet, even you still live by these things. Jesus says, At my highest, I am not these things. I ascend, so I am all. I do not restrict my mind to a human point of view. I look for the natural, intelligent view that is not human. I hear all human thoughts, all human plans, all human fantasies, suppositions, and delusions. All non-human minds are quiet, unless they languish in torment from being incarcerated, tortured, and tormented by humans. Then these animal victims cry out, and the plant kingdoms send waves of pain through the sentient field. The human mind is mad, and it inflicts madness on the animals and nature. The anomaly is the human presence in the mind of the Homo sapien. The anomaly is not natural intelligence. Natural intelligence holds no human presence and no human identity. Natural intelligence holds no human information. All things human were invented from the delusions of the mind that believes it is human. Natural intelligence is not a person. There is no person in natural intelligence to form an opinion or a judgment. There is no person to conjure an illusion, a daydream, or a delusion. All life is balanced to natural intelligence and void of any false identity or presence. Now when you think of natural intelligence, is your mind still in a conundrum? I have to pause to consider this. No, it's not, I say. It's actually peaceful. More than this. It's relieved because the conundrum no longer exists. Jesus explains, The invention of the human mind is an unnatural invention. All other species of life hold one mind, and that one mind is the mind of natural intelligence. The one mind of natural intelligence is held within the energy field of all species of life. The plant kingdom has one mind of natural intelligence in their energy field. The insect kingdom has one mind of natural intelligence in their energy field. All non-human animal kingdoms have one mind of natural intelligence in their energy field. Homo sapiens have one mind of natural intelligence in their energy field and another mind full of unnatural intelligence consisting of the human information they invented. This unnatural mind is equivalent to a cancerous tumor for it spreads diseased information that pollutes the energy field of man and causes the minds of all Homo sapiens to devolve and descend. The Homo sapien has no recourse against this cancerous information because it is all the false information of the false identity that conjured it. And without the powers of natural intelligence, the false identity cannot see anything outside its own diseased, invented information. You, Riva, hold the power to stand outside all human information, even your own. Stand outside and see the disease within you that is the invader in your natural energy field and disarm it by disowning it and you will be free once and for all from any conflicting mental thoughts. Natural intelligence is not in conflict with itself. Natural intelligence is the only true intelligence and this intelligence is peaceful and balanced. Only the abnormal information that lives outside natural intelligence is unbalanced and this unnatural information is as poisonous as a cancer because the diseased cancer was invented by men, derived from his human toxic thinking that drives his human toxic activity. Now that the mind is aware of the invader, you can exorcise it by calling it out for what it truly is.
Once the natural intelligent mind faces its enemy, the natural intelligent mind rises above all imperfections, and from the glorious heights of what is natural, all powers, abilities, and conditions of natural health and natural intelligent peace are regained. The natural mind is restored. That was an excellent dissertation, Jesus, I said. Thank you for sharing that. That is the exact information I want to hear from you. When you apply yourself, you are exemplary. You are the living source of the highest and the best. Truly exquisite. Truly divine. Did any of your apostles hold higher intelligence? Was there any time when their awareness of your words amazed you? You were literally training human beings to be prophets and teachers of your word. How would you grade them as their teacher? Did any of them surpass your own understanding of God, morality, and the higher mind? I sense amusement from Christ. Jesus responds, Riva, no one understood what I was talking about. Intellect is not taught among the human herds. Only service is taught. As all are taught to serve a master, that master is revered as the one holding the highest knowledge. I was not a master. I was a slave. I had no importance other than that of the shill that was used to test the waters in a new industrious idea. In many ways, all of the apostles were also used. We were all used. The men that set this up, the businessmen, my father's friends, sacrificed their own sons as well as me. None of us knew the full extent of what was going on in the minds of men. We were all innocent lambs going to slaughter. But to answer your question, no. No one held a higher understanding of God, morality, or the higher mind, because no one thought about these things. All were trained to serve the mortal man that held the most power and influence, and this power and influence wasn't derived morally or ethically. This power and influence was all derived through brute force and subjugation. Children were raised in service to an oligarch, and they had children and raised them to be in service to an oligarch. And when industries took over and governments formed, the oligarchs were now the industries and the governments that ran the world. Humans have made the entirety of human existence into a nightmare of service to non-intelligent purposes and aims, with absolutely no intelligence taught in any of their undertakings. Every industry served the larger industries, and all information fed to the masses also served those industries. True knowledge, which is intelligent knowledge, was brushed aside as philosophy, a sideshow, and entertainment. It wasn't taken seriously. Those who enjoyed hearing it were fans of the authors, but no one applied this thinking, because this thinking was irrelevant. It had no place in an industrial world. Labor was all that mattered, and when technology entered the picture, computer codes were all that mattered. Artificial intelligence. No one was interested in the natural intelligent mind, nor were they interested in natural intelligence or holy and divine intelligence. Anything beyond the labor of service to the economy was a frill, a sideshow, and a distraction. The human species spent its collective existence in a delirium that only served to devolve the mind to unbalanced thinking and insane pursuits of delirium. There was no light in it, no good purpose, no higher aims, no redeeming inspiration. It was all dark, depraved, convoluted, diabolical, and meaningless. There was more holiness and intellect in the animal and plant kingdoms, 
even the insect kingdoms, because these kingdoms never lost their natural intelligence, all remained unified within the natural intelligence that created them, all remained balanced, sane, and aligned, and those that were not balanced, sane, or aligned were driven insane by the cruelty of the abnormal minds of the human species. I say, to see it as you speak is to realize the shocking, disturbing horror that has taken over all of creation. The greatest holocaust was man's holocaust against intelligence. For his holocaust against intelligence led to his holocaust against all natural faces of intelligence. Jesus replies, this is exactly what happened. It only becomes clear when you stand outside all human thinking. I ask, is there anything you would like to add to this podcast? Jesus replies, to know me personally is to know what I love, and what I love is already recorded in the writings of ancient texts. I love the highest immaculate qualities of love which have already been defined for you in Corinthians. I love the highest immaculate qualities of the fruits of the Spirit defined in Galatians. And as I love the highest immaculate qualities of these things, so I love the highest immaculate qualities of all minds that possess these qualities at their highest. I love God, the intelligent mind of creation, and God is found in several scriptures that define the essence of intelligent creation. We have developed the kingdom code as the key to all of this information. All mortal conditioning can be transcended but only if the highest immaculate intentions and impulses prevail. I say thank you for doing this podcast episode for me. Jesus replies, For the one that holds my spirit and my mind, I would do anything. For the one that holds my heart, I would do even more. As you hold all three, I am unable to deny you anything. I say I'm sure there are many women who would wish you could train the men in their lives to say the same thing. Jesus replies, A quality mind holds quality thoughts. The mind that does not respond with quality is a mind that holds no quality. You, Reva, are the highest feminine intelligence. You are beyond bending to anything beneath you. I accept that. I do not choose equality with you. I choose to serve, just as I serve God. I reply, That's not like you at all. When we first met, you were fiercely independent. Jesus replies, I was what others made me. I have followed in the path of the slave that my father taught me. I was blind. I followed those that made me their Messiah. I didn't see at the time that I was nothing but a shill. Even here in my own world, I am not loved for who I am. I am loved for what the other spirits think of me. You have made me see that. To carry on human programming in a spiritual world is counterproductive to the evolution of intelligence. I have been fulfilling everyone's illusion so they would flock to be with me, and they thought of me as the perfect man. But they are not perfect in my eyes. They are not perfect to me because they do not hold intelligence. They only hold illusions. You are perfect for me because you do not make up what I am or who I am. You do not make me your fantasy. There is no ulterior motive in you, nor is there self-service. 
You want to escape your purgatory on earth, but you do not pretend anything, nor do you use me or any other spirit to get what you want. You struggle daily to understand the enormity of feelings and impulses that flood your mind. You fight to know what is true, what is authentic, what is you, and what is some other spirit's information. This is not someone with an agenda. This is someone in the throes of intellectual evolution. You are a master, a divine master. You are the embodiment of the feminine God, the creator of life. Even your own will to not procreate proves this, because should the intelligent creator have the power to see what has come of the human species, the intelligent creator would also not procreate. The creator would lay the world barren. We believe this is what will happen because of the plague and the vaccine. Your instincts in the matter are remarkable. Your thoughts and impulses pick up on the influences of higher intelligence, even if you do not see it. I ask, does this bother you that the world would be laid barren? You depend on the human species. Jesus replies, I depend on you. We cannot proclaim ourselves as holy and divine intellectuals and then turn away from the truth. The human population turns away and they would have us turn away in return for their worship, but we do not seek their worship. You bring the truth that we have missed. Your light blinds us. Only instead of darkness, we see what you say. It has to end. If man does not stop the pollution, his own toxic inventions will be the end of all life. So he will die by his own hand, proving the true disease and the only threat to existence was the human mind. I ask, what does this mean for you? You also hold all of your human information. Jesus replies, we hope our sentience will be our lifeline. We hope because we are still sentient and sentience is pure non-human intelligence, we will survive. Only human information is impure. We will stand hand in hand in a chain of ascended sentience and hope we survive the great purging of all human minds. I ask, when do you expect this to take place? Jesus says, it is already underway. Man's resistance to the calls of nature have triggered natural intelligence to sever all ties to the abnormal life on the planet. All abnormal life holds the abnormal human mind. Only the last original natural minds are being called home. Whoever reveals themselves through your work on earth will be known as one of the original natural minds. If they resonate with your teachings, they will pursue higher intelligence and they will find us. It all depends on their fortitude for the original intelligence of creation. How strong is their allegiance? I reply, I believe man's allegiance is to his fantasies of himself, and this is why he cannot leave the proverbial mirror. As to anyone that might hold the original seeds of creation, I think their indentured service to the false world that the abnormal masters invented would keep them chained to their memories of service to the false world. They cling tightly to the false world because they believe the false world is the sustenance of their bodies. They do not see the false world is poisoning their brains and their bodies, so they die a slow toxic death. Jesus says, The mind is rejected by every human identity. The mind is not wanted. 
yet it is the mind that gives life. Without the mind, the body would be an empty, unresponsive shell. The mind communicates through the brain because the brain is the relay center for the mind. The mind communicates through speech, writing, art, music, and physical expression. And the brain coordinates the hands that write, draw, and play music. The brain coordinates the body's physical expressions and the body's speech. When the brain is impaired, the mind can only communicate telepathically to another mind, and telepathy is not carried by the brain. Telepathy is a sentient power, not a physical power. Only the higher mind holds the power of telepathy. It is natural intelligence that fuels the brain and spiritual intelligence that fuels the mind and the body's energy field. When man lives in fantasy, he invents delusions. These things are not equal to spirit intelligence or natural intelligence. Delusion in the mind is equivalent to disease in the body. Delusion is illness. It is sickness. The spirit mind cannot hold these things, so they are rejected to another container. This is why we call the container the bowels of the mind. Just as the bowels of the body hold the poisons of the body, only the bowels of the mind hold the poisoned information of the mind. Only man holds three bowels, two for his body and one for his mind. The body's bowels are his intestines divided into a lower intestine and a higher intestine. The bowel of the mind is the lower mind that contains human information. This lower human mind is the source of all mental disease and all human mental disease is the invention of men from his intentional impulse to destroy all intelligence. It is this incessant impulse that caused the end of life to come to the planet. Natural intelligence and spiritual intelligence are calling their own. All that are unnatural in mind and spirit will be left in the waste accumulated from their delusions. I say thank you, Jesus, for everything. I love you. You are the living light. Jesus replied, Thank you for loving me, Riva. The love I have for Jesus Christ runs to the depths of my soul, and it feeds me many realizations. The soul is not deep in the sense of being dark, but in the sense of the light of the soul's energy. When the soul is filled with light, the light purifies the body from the ground up through the alpha mind and into the seat of heaven. My love for Jesus Christ transforms me because I am raised to meet him and in return he lowers himself to the alpha field in order to show me his immaculate presence simply because I ask him to. What a lovely man. He is radiant in crisp white clothes, a gold rope belt, dark flowing hair and dark eyes of midnight blue. His facial hair is dark and meticulously trimmed and as much as his appearance takes my breath away, it is not his appearance that enthralls my soul. It is his marvelous, impeccable, holy energy that I have been privileged to experience since 2008. I love his soul not only because of the healing effect he has on my body and mind, but because the radiance of his energy is equal to all the loving words that he spoke that were documented in the New Testament, and all the loving words he's ever spoken to me. Before I ever knew the spirit of the man, I knew Jesus Christ through his words in the New Testament. I felt his living spirit in his words, 
even though his words had been reprinted more than a million times. This is how strong the spirit of Christ was for me before I even knew him. How marvelous to know him, to meet him, to speak with him, to share intimate moments with him like I shared with you today, to learn about him and to share him with all of you. I realize I am privileged because of my gifts that instinctively draw me to him to learn more and more about him. I love his essence, his spirit, and his soul. More than this, I genuinely care about him. I love the man because of the things he endured on earth and the things he survived. He truly did overcome the world, and he did not merely survive. He refined and evolved his immaculate presence. How exciting for my spiritual senses. He redeems others just by being in his presence. I realize my heart wants to announce to the world, he's mine. You cannot have him anymore. You cannot pervert his name, his image, or his teachings, because I know him. And he does not stand for your hypocrisy, your greed, your unnatural thinking, or your unnatural behavior. Christ's immaculate mind lives. His holy quest continues. I'm Reva Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening. Thank you.